Hi, and welcome to Wish Upon a Star. My name is Angel Banks, and I'm your host. Wish Upon a Star is a dynamic radio program spotlighting talent in the arts arena with discussion of the challenges and advice in making it it in the visual, musical, literary, painting, and performing arts. As a unique part of the show, we will interview professional guests, experts in fields of entertainment law, copywriting, studio recording, publishing, and promoters, all relative to this highly competitive industry. Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, has been with on the show once before, and we're very happy to have her here again. That is Ms. Delandria Mills. Ms. Mills is an accomplished classical trained flautist in jazz, gospel. She's a composer, educator, and now an author. Delandria attended the high school performing and visual arts in Houston, Texas. She was awarded a Bachelor of Art in Music from Prairie View A&M University and both a Master of Music in Fruit Performance and a Graduate Performance Diploma from the Peabody Conservatory of Music. In 2003, Delandria was awarded the top prize in National Flute Association's Jazz Flute Competition which led to her being selected as one of six international young women to win this top prize. Miss Mills has also been playing with the most outstanding, prominent alumni of her high school for performing and visual arts, such greats as Robert Glasper, Kendrick Scott, Jason Moran, and pop music sensation, Beyonce Knowles. Today, we will be speaking about her authorship, a publication of Demi's Flute, Entering the Realm of Sound. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Ms. Banks. Thank you for having me. What we're going to do now is to go into the second segment of Being on Wish Upon a Star is that of writing your book and publishing it, Demi's Flute, Entering the Realm of Sound. Delandra, I will let you begin by telling our audience the passion that you got to start writing your book. Um, Well, I grew up on musicals. My parents, neither of them being musicians, well, I take that back. My mother played oboe through high school and a little bit of college um, before changing her major. But I I was really influenced by the music that my parents were always playing around the house. But I also loved cartoons, especially Disney, the Disney classics. so, um, and I was a very imaginative child. I, I played a lot, and I, I loved dolls, and I loved story making and story time, and going to the library. So, um, it was, I guess, inevitable that one day I would have the desire to write a story or create a series. Um, I love teaching. I love being around kids and. Um, that was also natural as well because I took a little bit of the elements that I see dealing with children every day into the lives of the friends that surrounded Demi as well. Um, So, yeah, the passion, I would have to say, started very, very, very young. Okay, excellent. We all know it takes hard work, and to be successful in any skill requires commitment, and dedication. How are you, I should say, able to manage your time with being a wife, a mother, and your music career? Um, well, it's definitely um, time management is, has a big role to play. Um, thankfully, I was very focused early on to get my education um, 
right away. My my parents and my aunts. Um, it was not really it was not really a um, a second thought. I was I always knew, and they always gave me the notion that I was going to go to college. Um, and because they kind of fueled me and steered me in that direction, I always had um, a yearning or a desire to learn more and more, and I love the collegiate atmosphere. So um, it was something, although it can be a challenge to be a wife and a mother for sure and um, to have a career, this is something that's been my my driving force from the beginning. So I think, thankfully, because I was able to get my education back to back when I was young, it kind of made room for everything else to to fall in place. So it was. I think it felt like this is the next thing. It didn't. It didn't feel like um, it was being thrown upon me. I was trying to force anything to happen. Thankfully, everything just kind of happened um, step by step. Um, pursuing music in college um, and just doing what felt natural, it seemed like um, different opportunities presented themselves. So the, the career and having the opportunity to play with certain people of, of, of a certain level of ca- uh, caliber um, came naturally. I pushed myself really hard, and um, I got into a high school where there were other really um, gifted students who were very focused, and, you know, you just stay connected with them over the years. So even when um, the serious relationships happened and um, and college was happening, I always had that, that undertow of the career already happening along along the way um so when the ideas for the book came i just you know i would write certain things and tuck it away and i'd write more ideas and tuck it away and then um when the chance presented itself i would put those ideas together and then other components came along um as it pertains to like publishing and and in really giving the the body or giving the shape of the book's um, room or a reference or a frame of reference. Excellent. I'm glad you mentioned that, and I did mention that because in the right up front, because I know, and I'm sure you do, you come in contact with a lot of people that say, yes, I'm going to really do that. I want to do this, and I want to do that. But they never seem to get the time, or like you're saying, that push to really do what they really want to do. So I'm glad you mentioned that, that it occurs early in your life, and you have to be dedicated that you want to do that particular thing. You know, you, you have just to get started, to the point. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I'm Go sorry. ahead. No, I was just going to say that, you know, you really have to, and I'm so thankful that, in many ways, you know, we all have certain levels of, of insecurity. Will I be able to do this? I can't do that. I won't be able to do this and that. But there are also some definitive yeses in your spirit and your mind that no matter what anyone says, I'm going to do this. Oh, okay. You feel that way? That's great. I'm glad you have that opinion, but this is what I'm going to do. And sometimes you don't even express it. That You just have to know that that's what you're going to do and just take the steps day by day to do it regardless of how much time it takes and regardless of how the finances may not seem to be there. Life definitely has a way of, um, of you know, throw, knocking the wind out of you at times. But if you are committed to your ideas and your desires and you know deep down that you can't live without fulfilling these, whatever you've, you've been called to do, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's a synonymous with my being, with my name. I am a flutist. I am an author. I am who I am. But those are, those two things happen to bring me my life's joy, you know. I mean, of course, not above my family, but that's, that's what I feel fueled to do when I wake up every day. With, with ease, 
And that's really important to me. And I think everyone should find what that is and, and just do it, you know. You're absolutely correct. And again, like I said, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the audience that are thinking about that, that I just got to do it. And then, too, would you agree that it's never too late? Oh, sure. It's, <clears throat> I don't know anyone who's been more, <laughs> um, like, I have a loss of words for it, but I can be really um, tenacious when I have my mind focused on something. And um, you just have to. And it's amazing how quickly the years go by and the months and the quarters, mm-hmm. I mean, let alone the hours. When I'm practicing, I can sit for six hours without... It's a state of meditation for me. I just I don't even notice how much time has gone by. And it's a state that I love to be in. I love practicing. I love sitting alone and alone and pondering ideas for the story or for the next song, the composition. Um, yeah, it's just something that you have to focus on and be willing to... I wouldn't even say sacrifice. You just have to... No, when no. the When time presents itself, make use of the time and not beat yourself up if you don't have the time. The time will present itself. Absolutely. If you noticed the last email I sent you, I wanted to get that material and info out there, and it was like 12 o'clock. I said, well, I'm not finished, so... <laughs> It'll have to be twelve thirty or one o'clock. Mm-hmm. So you're absolutely right. You must do that. Um, lots of time people will say that if you're going to start writing, because some people say, every, I believe, firmly believe, everybody has a book in them. I firmly yeah. believe that. If you've lived over, what, 12 years old sometimes, you have something that you can write down to put in mm-hmm. a book. What mm-hmm. process did you start with in writing your book? Did you do research, or was it from life on an idea? Um, that's a great question. I, As I said, I was watching Disney cartoons all, all through graduate school. Um, <laughs> it's just I've always had that side of me that really enjoyed the the innocence of animation not in not all animation of course but the, the Disney cartoons that I mentioned earlier um mm-hmm. and I just um one day I just reflected on my own childhood and how blissful it was I had a wonderful childhood and um we we were allowed to be kids you know unfortunately you know, we all have our own journeys that we're called to from birth. Um, so I, 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 d- I dare wouldn't want to compare mine to another child or make another child feel that their childhood is not as as great because they didn't have certain things provided for them. You know, we're all born in different circumstances. But I have to say that right. I was, I'm very thankful for what I did have, and I'm I'm very cognizant of the fact that I was in a very blessed situation and that, it was very functional. I had a mother and a father who loved each other and who displayed that daily. And um, and even when there were scrimmages between them, it wasn't presented in front of the children. And it wasn't they had to close the door so they could scream. It was never that. It was just two very happy people who had three very happy babies, you know. And... Um, so when I looked back on my childhood and how once I dis- once I was put into a fine arts elementary school and was able to choose an instrument or choose how I was going to express myself, whether it was visual or musical or dance, I chose music because my father always had music playing and my father sang in the church choir. My mother sang as well earlier on. So there was always music around so it just felt natural for me to choose choir and instrumental and then you know over time um briefly i chose the flute and it was fun when i came home it seems like my family didn't miss me (laughs) i would just go into my room that i shared with my sister and i would practice and i would just i would practice anywhere from 
15 minutes to four hours, and it was never diddly what you're doing, you know. When are you going to come out? It was never that. It was like, oh, she's practicing. And that, that just went on and on for years, and I, and that was my that was my space. That was my creative, mental, emotional space that I was allowed to have when I grew up. And um, that's what I wanted to share with my character. I took it a step, a step further, you know, bringing in a little bit of fiction. Um, but the space that I found that I described earlier as a meditative space, the character finds herself going into a realm, and as she matures as a musician, it becomes more uh, it becomes more apparent to her that this is almost a physical place that she's tapping into when she plays. So, um, yeah, it was it was spurred, it was influenced by my own childhood, the story itself. That's great. Now. Even during my time, mine was similar to that. We had a mother, father, siblings, and we all got along. I'm an artist, and when I, I went to school, I started school when I was five years of age, and they found out I could draw. But like you say, I'm sure we didn't have a piano in the, in the living room, you know, or we didn't have a lot of things that they could give me, even though I liked art. So what you're saying is another thing I believe in. It's not what you don't have, you should be grateful for what you do have. Oh, for sure. And that mm-hmm. gratefulness can take you through, because everybody can't be born, what, what is that adage, with a silver spoon in their mouth. So that's mm-hmm. another point that people must realize. Use what you do have, not what you don't have. But some people make excuses and say, well, I'll do that when I get something, because I've done it. Well, I'll start yeah. that when I get such and such a thing. So, writing can be a challenging task. That I do know, because a lot of people have told me. Did anyone introduce you to really get into writing, or did you consult anyone before you started writing? Would that be a good idea to do? Um, I, I was encouraged to write in, um, in high school, my freshman year. I had to do a descriptive writing piece, and the teacher was very excited about it, and he asked me, he had me read it to him after he read it, after class, mm-hmm. and then in the next class period, um, he had me read it in, in, before the class, and he was re- he told me that he was really excited about it, and um, I don't even know what it was about anymore, but I know that my my mother took my siblings and, and me to the library every summer, and we read a lot. And um, every day we were always in summer reading programs and competitions and things. And um, so I had a lot of ideas from the stories that I read, and I liked to write. Yeah, I, li- I liked writing po- poetry. And um, so when I, when this Stories really started to stir up in me about ten years ago. It just so happened that I, I felt that I was, I felt that I didn't have a right to write because I was a music a musician. So I should leave that to an author. But then I met a, a former teacher in Baltimore City where I, I was teaching as well, and um, he had written some some books and he had gone. This is what he went to school for to you know to focus on writing so i thought okay well i have someone that i can um work along with to kind of help me get started and sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes you have to do that sometimes you just have to admit to yourself that i can't do this by myself and link up with someone who spent a little more time at it and so that's what i did i learned a lot in the process and my mother and sister who are avid readers i mean still and you know i read a lot as a child but then as the music took over, I spent more and more time, you know, working on, on that and less and less time reading. Even even now, if I have a free moment of time, there's always something to practice, you know. Um, but my mother and sister to this day, they're constantly reading. They read around the clock. And if they're not reading, they're listening to um, to audiobooks. 
And so they were the editors of, of my novel. And my sister, she she has always been more of a writer first. And um, so I, I definitely called on, on her to help me as well. And it, it was just a beautiful, fun experience. You know, sometimes it's good to, to get away from what you do, even if it's what you love, to be inspired right. by those who, who do something else. For example, one summer I took ballet. For no reason at all, other than I just love watching ballet, and I really right. admired the physical prowess. You know, I, I loved how much these 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 dancers were so committed, just as I am to music. And you know, I, I, I'm not sure where, why it ever caught me by surprise, but I knew I just wanted to study it to appreciate it more, and I surely did. I mean, to see them come in the class so gracefully and to see the instructor and to be inspired by him, it was really inspiring to just be in that world for just a little while, you know, so, and I think we, if we all can do that, I'm, I'm about to start taking some foreign languages and it's just, it's wonderful after being immersed into something like music that I take so very seriously and then be able to shift gears for just a little bit to appreciate something else. It's so inspiring, and I think it, it. I think that it um, it raises my level of of musicality and and what I have to pour into my music that much more. Oh, absolutely! If you take a closer look, though, in the arts, uh, because I took ballet too. I took ballet, tap, modern dance, swing, and even though I loved art, but if you look closer, all of those sort of intermingle like the spokes of a wheel. <laughs> you can use yeah. some of the stuff that you do in your music, hearing the music and knowing chords and tone, and relate it to ballet. Oh yeah. So sure. that's another point that you're, you're bringing up. Do something else and see how it intermingles. Now, mm-hmm. Delandra, when you wrote your book, we know the name of it: Demi's Flute Entering the Realm of Sound. Did the title or the story come first? That may be an issue with some people. When they write the title and they can't write another word, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or they well, write the different story and can't title it, you know. Right, it's different for everyone. Um, yeah, for you know, I for me the stories definitely came first. Um, I I think I wrote twenty seven. I've I've yet to publish the picture book, but it's going to happen any any day now. And okay. those 27 books were in me for uh, for a while, um, and they've yet to be they've yet to be published. And the um, but the novel for sure, I literally transcribed what happened at school, what happened in my real life, and my my childhood for me was so vivid that it was literally just like taking dictation to what I can remember. And then just adding a little bit of comic relief here and there, you know, a few jokes mm-hmm. and, and and yeah, it was um the story definitely came. And honestly, a couple of weeks before the cover art was done, I was going back and forth as to whether I should call it Delandria's flute or Demi's flute and um I decided to go with um with Demi's flute instead because I thought it was it was fun and it was it was short and <laughs> So I just took D-E for my first name and M-I for my last name. It's just called a Demi's, Demi's Flute. Um, so, yeah, the title definitely came last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's different plus, for, for everyone, I'm sure. I, yeah, I think a lot of teeners can, can identify with Demi anyway. Mm-hmm. With them reading the book. They probably, you know, were associated with Demi. Probably even like the name, and maybe, <laughs> you know, use the name. What we're going mm-hmm. to do now is go back to uh, the music for a moment. Okay. And tell us how important. And well, before I say that, let me say this. You know, a lot of the music and the arts are out of the schools. What, mm-hmm. in your opinion, would you say? Which I thought it was horrendous that they would take the music and arts out of the school. How important music is in the life of our young people, do you think? I can't imagine. I can't imagine my elementary uh, experience without music, just as I can imagine it without P.E. 
children have to have a way to express themselves. Not, you know, I say music, but I, I'm including the arts, period. Right. All of the arts, whatever a child feels like. I'm watching my 15-month-old every moment of every day for whatever inspires him. You know, he's already right. trying to write. He's all, I call him my emergent writer because he's already trying to write. <laughs> he's, he's already trying to read, you know. Um, that... And so he may be a, he may be an author. He may, but he's waving his hands when he gets a spoonful of peanut butter. He gets so excited. Maybe he'll be a conductor. But I think that a child, we have to, we have to allow them to find whatever it is that inspires them. Because even though it was music for me, in undergrad I was engineering and pre med, and I felt that music. Um, because I had expressed myself in that way for so long since I was seven, it, it, it felt very natural for me at the time to consider engineering because I even saw that as art, but I was able to mm-hmm. translate that for myself because I knew what it was to express myself musically. So I just feel that one one outlet that is used is used to, you know, create a path for something else, and children must have that. But I don't, I don't think that all is lost. A lot is going on right now in our society, and I, and I, I trust this generation. You know, I trust the babies of right now that they they were born at this time for a reason. You know, and right. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that beyond anything that I can do for my son, that God, the universe, source has him and everything will be fine for our children today. I mean, I have to think that way because otherwise oh, I have to go into a very mm-hmm. a very dark place, you know. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's never it's definitely um something that if parents aren't able to get their students or their children in schools where these arts are provided that they have to do it themselves, you know. So whether it be a summer program or private lessons at home or at the instructor's home or, you know, some type of recreational center where they can do sports, there there are avenues out there. You have to work a little harder when you have to do it on your own, which I know is a challenge as a parent, but um, you just have to find, you have to find the way, you know. Absolutely. And that's why I, I came out of retirement. I had a gallery an art gallery. I had a gallery for six and a half years and had a little school there for the young people who wanted to. And I wrote a book. Matter of fact, I ain't never published myself. I feel like I'm one of those people <laughs> who didn't complete their goal. But I wrote a, a book, an art book. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm going into these centers and better that people know that art is still alive and it's a wonderful thing. And if your child has any indication that they like the arts, do what you can. Because once upon a time, if some things were free, the band and the, the instruments, but now everything is so expensive that young yeah. people need any arts, like you said. It doesn't make any... Oh, their choice. It needs to mm-hmm. be in their life. Will writing be a hobby in addition, Delandra, to your music? Or I think you mentioned it that it would be. Um, I find that it's more of a hobby. It's, um, I wouldn't say that it's taken the place of, of music in my life, but, um, it just, you know, I think, I think that you just kind of, I don't know, maybe this could offend someone, but because there's someone who has, just as I've gotten, you know, I spent, wow, 20 years in school, for music, someone has done the same for writing. So I, right. I'm not the author that they are, but I definitely take what I write seriously. I, I definitely take what I put out there to represent me and what I'm, what I wish to be a part of my legacy. I take that very seriously. So I, I don't think of it as a hobby per se. A hobby. Um, for me, is biking. You know, I like biking, and occasionally I feel like gardening. But writing and music are—they're—they're they're up there together for me. This is part of my life's work. It's part of um, what I want to be remembered for. You know. Excellent. Mm-hmm. On that note, uh, ladies and gentlemen, 
I'm going to play two selections of Delandra's wonderful, beautiful music. The first is put on a happy face and to accompany that behind the happy face. So, for your listening pleasure, ladies and gentlemen, Delandra Mills, The Flautist. I said, can you hear the applause? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, I... That was beautiful. What we're going to do now, Delandra, we're going to take a 
a 15 or 20 second break and we'll be right back. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Let's get loose. This trick. Yeah. What up, y'all? Just came to your city to serve us up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Show me love. Uh, hop off the plane to a new show what up? And all the shorties, they be waiting on me Thugs packing they pistols <laughs> But ain't nobody aiming on me. Not me Got a pocket full of fresh dough Dope, baby. So you know I got a bacon, homie bacon for me. And I'm thankful Ooh. Get whatever you want Welcome back This is Andale Banks, your host of Wishing Upon a Star And we're broadcasting on www.ebsradio.com, Station 2. You can listen to any of our previous broadcasts in the archive link. We welcome comments and suggestions at musicradio34 at gmail.com. Again, we welcome comments and suggestions and send them to us via email at musicradio34 at gmail.com. And look for us on iTunes, Facebook, in syndication. This is Andell. Again, welcoming back our guest, Ms. Delandra Mills, renowned composer, educator, and author of Demi's Fleet, Entering the Realm of Salad, of Sound. You just heard <laughs> her. Selection put on a happy face and behind the happy face selections. Later in the show, we'll let you know exactly how you can purchase all of her music. And also, ladies and gentlemen, let the world know that live music is back. Great music is back. Demi, um, you, when you write a book, and I guess that's what frightens a lot of people. Did you encounter many obstacles through the publishing phase of this endeavor? Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that you have to um, not allow yourself to be discouraged by because it can be a challenge to get out there. I was um, fortunate enough to know a budding uh, publicist, uh, not publicist, I'm sorry, publisher, who was you know, himself an author and trying to get his publishing company off the ground. And because that wasn't my my first hat, you know, I was able to couple with someone to get it out there. So, you know, occasionally, most often it's who you know, you know. I would suggest to anyone out there who really has a book that they believe in and they want to get it out there, that the best thing to do is to network and to get out there and go to some of the conferences and meet people. And, you know, at the very least, there are ways to self-publish and, you know, print copies yourself and just um, go to some of the book fairs that that come to your area and buy a booth and maybe buy a slot to talk about your book and get out there that way, you know, Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to do the groundwork, the legwork, and can be time-consuming, but in the long run, I, be- I believe in the process. You know, if you stay steadfast with it, um, the the right people and the right circumstances will come along to help you get it off the ground. And I'm still definitely on the ground level try- trying to, well, I wouldn't say the ground level, but I'm definitely still on my way to um, gathering a bit a bigger audience for the book. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, have, are you on um, Amazon or anything like that yet? Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, anywhere that you can um, to can get a get order books, uh, Demi is available. Um, I usually steer people that the easiest route uh, for me to get it to them directly and in a timely manner, and you know, and directly from me, and I can sign it would be from my web from my website. So if anyone is interested, DelandriaMills.com, um, the second option on the website is Demi Flute, order your copy. And, um, and I would be glad to get that to you right away. Um, but I think that it's very important for artists, <clears throat> excuse me, musicians, authors, um, uh, any business 
entrepreneurs, you have to have a way of of getting people your product direct from you as often as possible. Right. So I have de- I've definitely created that for myself. So on my website, my music as well as um, the books are available. Okay, so you have to market yourself in order to sell yourself, oh, yeah. your work. Yeah. Okay. Great. We're going to. Which can be uncomfortable. Like Some people feel more. Uh huh. Say it again. I'm sorry. I said it can be uncomfortable to put yourself out there and to and make a product oh. of yourself. You know, some of us feel comfortable just doing the work, but the business side is just as important and uh, and very time consuming. So, yeah, you just have to be willing to be a little patient with yourself and and know that that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I had that question uh, put that question towards. Uh, someone else and one of my other guests, I think it was an artist because just like myself, and I know it's hard to sell art. You can sell your books because everybody's interested in this easier, but to try to sell your art. So you're absolutely, that's another great point. The other point is market yourself in order to sell. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm writing these points down because we're going to repeat these at the end of the Mm -hmm. show. There are so many diversified authors, Delandra, and all kinds of things, you know, and expressions. Do you have any favorite authors, you know, and their works? Wow. Um, well, I guess the ones that are off the top of my head, um, I can remember being inspired by books that scare me half to death, uh, Stephen King. Um, but I did like his writing style. Uh, I have a style. lot of his books, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. Thank you. I, think, I don't think anyone um, can get away. I mean, if you call yourself a reader, I don't think anyone does not have at least one Stephen King book in their library. Oh. Um, uh, R.L. Stein was really um, one of my favorites growing Who's up. that again? Goose, the whole Goose book. Uh, R.L. Stein. Another oh, okay. author of the Goosebumps. Um, these are these oh, yeah. again. These are kids' books, you know. Um, okay. Juvenile juvenile fiction. Um, I really. Who else? Um, I read um, a lot. Of, well, J.K. Rowling is one. The Harry Potter series really inspired oh, yeah, me. Definitely. Yeah. Also, so I would have to say, off the top of my head, those are the ones that really. Um, inspired me, you know, years and years ago. I haven't, I haven't done as much reading these days with the, 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 the writers that are out, that are really budding today. But those are the ones that made me feel like, oh, yeah, I love I love storytelling. I'm going to do this. And even Edgar Allan Poe, I, I used to read a lot of Edgar Allan Poe, which were really yeah. dark, but I really enjoyed them. So Yeah, and it's, it's amazing how every time I... Like I said, I've been on the show now four and a half years, and we all collaborate and have the same types of <laughs> interests. I love Spielberg. I love Potter. I love Shakespeare. <laughs> I have I love all of that in reading. And do you know what I found too? What's that? What's that? Which which which, which I didn't connect. I'm not going to say I was an introvert, but I was. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. My sister and I would go out, and she would tell people she's not going to talk to you. I wouldn't speak at all. But I found out reading all my life increased my vocabulary. Now I'm a professional MC. I'm a DJ. And I'm doing, I never thought in a million years that I would be doing this. Never. Exactly. Because I didn't like that read. I didn't like to speak. I didn't like to talk Mm -hmm. to people. But I found out by my having all of that reading, my vocabulary is, 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 Tremendous! I no, never say, yeah. uh, uh, you know. So mm-hmm. you're right. Once, once you even got an art, and you do something else, it enhances what you already have a passion for. Yeah, it opens the yeah, it creates a leeway for that, other ways of expression for sure. Exactly. Other topics have areas, you know, like in writing of society and cultures in their themes such as relationships. I know we read the books where somebody thinks they're authority on relationships. Mm-hmm. Somebody thinks they're authority on how to become successful. There's those books about romanticism. 
And there, there was a book. He was on the show, a guy. He wrote about religious, and it was mm-hmm. very interesting. Is there any particular area of life you prefer to write under? Let's say now, Demi's Flute is going to be, you know, it, it was about music and Demi mm-hmm. making her first performance. Well, now, if you would like uh, to continuously, would, would it be in that same vein, or would you write under something else? Um, if I were to write under something else, it'd probably be um, spiritually based. Um, right. I kind of consider Demi, the Demi series, to be on some level a self-help um, okay. story for children. And the reason why I say that is because I, too, as a child, and even now, I'm kind of an introvert. The friends that I have are very dear to me. The, the close, I have hundreds and hundreds of friends. But I have maybe two, two, outside of my sister, who I probably regard as my very, very best. Well, my sister and my mother. Anyway, I, I have a lot of people that I hold dear, but only a, a handful of people that really know um, what makes me tick, and they bring out my my very humorous side, and they just make me they make me beam from the inside out. Um, Hold on, let me get your question. It was, okay, so I see myself writing on a spiritual level no matter what I do, but Demi's flute, per se, is for inspiring children. Um, I was very timid as a child. I was very shy. Um, Mm -hmm. And the music just helped me find a way to express myself. And I didn't think about it as a, at the time, like this was necessary for me. But I think it, when you have a way of expressing yourself, I know I just keep beating that to the ground, but when you have have that, it just it helps you grow as an individual, and we all need to have whatever that is. And Demi went through something in the story. She was she was facing a bully. She was uh, her yeah. Uh, someone very close to her was was probably you know face, facing um, death. And in the story, you get to see how an eleven year old handles that. Um, but one thing that a lot of 11-year-olds and even adults do not do is reach out for help. Now, I don't always feel that it's necessary to express certain things because when you talk and dwell on certain things, I think it it also um, perpetuates situations. Like when you just won't let it go. You know, it happened 10 years ago. Let it go so you can move on. Certain things you need to just move on from. But sometimes it is helpful to just bounce the ideas that you're dealing with off of someone else so someone can tell you that, hey, the way you're thinking is not healthy or it's not helpful oh, to you. You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know that the, the thoughts that you have are, are you know, stifling your growth. And Demi reached out to someone. One, she she kind of ran into when she faced the situation. But at one another time in the book, she actually went to her her one of her old teachers from her elementary school, where her brother and sister were still in attendance, and went to this teacher and said, "Hey, I'm going through these things, and this is somebody that she trusted, which I think is also speaks to the fact that I'm thankful that I have so many teachers from the past who I, if I call them up today, I can have a conversation and just talk life with. And, you know, teachers have a lot of students, you know, so it's truly special when you have a teacher that you almost regard as family. Um, And I had a lot of those. And Demi in the story had one in particular that she could go to and he spoke to her almost like an uncle and, and in so many words told her, you know, remember who you are. And that's also been the theme of my life for the last 10 years. Those two things are my mantra, and that's remember who you are and be happy. And I just speak that to myself. If there's nothing else I want to teach my students and my own children, right. um, is to be grateful and be happy. You know, find that thing. A friend of mine on Facebook said on yesterday that he's really depressed. He's he's really fighting. He's not he didn't say he is depressed. He is finding it challenging to not be depressed with everything that's going on in the world right now. I and know I told him, it's horrible. I told Somebody him, sent me Yeah. Yeah. Awful. 
You know, and I don't want to get political because everybody, you'd be surprised yeah. where yeah. people stand is just is so different. In, and even if it's a relative, everyone is so different these days. But my thing is, hey, you're healthy, you're employed, people love you, smile from the inside out and just be happy with that. And everything is going to be okay. You know, at the end of the day, I, tr- I trust that everything is going to be okay. And again, yeah, with my yeah, with my book, yeah. that's what I want students to walk away from. You know, this girl, she's right. really a type A student. Uh, you know, she's a really uh, type A individual. Like, she just has to, she's reaching for perfection. And yeah. sometimes you just got to chill out and just and let it happen. You've put the work in, and you put the work in because it was fun. And that's when it's great, when you're putting in all of this effort, it was fun. It wasn't something that you were toiling over and it, it was really hard. You put the work in and then you go for the gusto, whatever it is, a competition, a recording, um, you're speaking, a speaking engagement or whatever, and just that's the time to just chill out. You know you put the work in and you have fun doing it. And you're ready. And if you don't get it, whatever it is, or it doesn't turn out the way you exactly the way you wanted it to, it's okay. You're still pressing for the the main goal, you know. And um, and along the way, you're going to need some inspiration. And it's okay to say to someone, "Hey, this is what I'm going through. Can you can you have a moment?" How what do, you, what do you think about this? But then other times, there's just a moment exactly. where you just do some self-reflecting about what's going on. And when I'm facing those things in life, that's when I, <clears throat> I wouldn't say shut down, but I tune out a lot. You know, a lot of negativity is happening right now, and it's so, it's so um, inviting and enticing to get caught up in. And I know yes. I, I have my moments, too. But I yeah. do know that it, the answer is to focus on what you are being called to do and tune out everything else. You know, just tune it out. Tune out the negative stuff. And right. And Another thing can happen, too, like in your book. In Demi's flu, her dog had almost died, but he miraculously heard her playing her flute and he miraculously came back to good health. Mm-hmm. Also in that, the next day she was going to, you know, give a performance with her mm-hmm. partner playing her composed song that she had. Mm-hmm. So when she got on the stage, and it says in your book on page one, I don't know if my glasses <laughs> on, 169, <laughs> she recovered because she felt kind of low and happy at the same time, but nervous, like we all would if we were getting in front of, you know, thousands of people and doing something. But you know what? She heard the voice of one of her former teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, and you're when, when she heard mm-hmm. that voice, she recovered. And mm-hmm. it reads, watching carefully <laughs> as she placed one squeaky patent leather foot in front of the other, the applause was breaking the solids. Tomorrow, she thought, at this time, it will be over. I can do this. I have been preparing for this very moment. In two hours' time, this whole thing will all be over. She put the fruit to her lips, positioned her arms, elbows away from her body, and looked out into the audience. And that's when she saw them, her family. They exchanged smiles. Her eyes spoke to each of them. I love you guys. With a quick breath, cueing Mr. Tremilo, Benny played the first four eighth notes. What felt like an eternity was done in less than two minutes. Hold still. Wait. Smile and take a bow. Done. The applause from the audience made her smile from the inside out. With a wave of acknowledgement towards her penis, she took another bow. She did not notice her partner, Josh, joining her on stage. But together, they dashed into 
the realm of sound. Introduction, once he struck the first chord. And that's when Demi began to change the world. <laughs> I just thought that was so heartfelt that we all have that. But we need yeah. something or something. This was one of her teachers who had passed away. And she remembered her. And I'd have a lot of that now. Some of the yeah. teachers that I had, and that's 100 years ago when I was in school. <laughs> that they, they gave yeah. you encouragement. And you remember those things. Mm-hmm. We and have some extra words. time, so we're going to take the extra time that we didn't have. And I want you, I'm going to play your music. We're going to take a break for about 10 seconds, and we'll be right back. Very good. Okay, thanks. Welcome back. This is Andale Banks, your host of Wish Upon a Star. And we're going to return to our wonderful guest, Ms. Delandra Mills, composer, educator, and author of Demi's Flute, Entering the Realm, realm of Sound. What we're going to do now, ladies and gentlemen, for your listening pleasure, we're going to play two more selections of Demi's Flute, which will be Ms. Delandra Mills' Flute. Remember who you are, and Delandra, how do you pronounce that? Epitheta? Oh, it's Ephatha. The Ephatha. first E-P-H All is right. F, then Fatha, Ephatha. Okay, fine. We're going to play that, and I definitely know that you will enjoy it. We'll be right back after we play the two selections, ladies and gentlemen, for your pleasure. Thank you. 
about where they can get the music, all of the places that you can get the music and the book. You can you can go right ahead. All right. Everyone can go to delandriamills.com. That's D-E-L-A-N-D-R-I-A, Mills, M-I-L-L-S.com. And if the spelling is off a little bit, if you type in... Um, Mills and Flute and Baltimore in any Google search. I'm pretty confident I'll I'll come up and you'll be connected. You'll see a link for my biography page. And the book? Uh, and same, also. All, all of the material is, is um, available on my website. Okay, great. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great pleasure to have Delandra Mills on the show again. I'm sure she has a lot of things in the future, and we will certainly have her back again. So we'll be interviewing with Delandra Mills, composer, educator, and author of Demi's Flute, Entering the Realm of Sound. We're sounding off now, and I want to say thank you for listening. Again, this is Wish Upon a Star, broadcasting on www.bbsradio.com, Station 2. You can listen to all of our previous broadcasts for those who couldn't come in today and listen to it live in the archive link. We welcome also comments and suggestions. Email us at musicradio34 at gmail.com. And look for us on iTunes, Facebook, and in syndication. Again, Delandra, thanks a million for your support. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye now.
Thank you for listening. This is Andale Banks, host of Wish Upon a Star. Just a note, we're going to have Rodney Kelly Sr., the outstanding, renowned guitarist, on September the 6th at 2 and 2.70 at 2 o'clock. So please listen in. Again, thank you for your support, and have a great evening.